0: Hello, this is your favorite veteran podcast host, Joey. Uh, before we get into the meat of the podcast with my wonderful guest, Brandy, I uh, have to give you a warning. Once again, my lack of technical expertise and my equipment or combination, or not sure what it is, but the quality is lacking. But It's only lacking on my end of the podcast. So like I've said before, you know, you're not really listening to this to hear me. You're here for the stories of our fellow veterans and listen to them as they share their experiences. And I felt Brandy's story was very intriguing. I fully admit that I'm biased as she is a fellow veteran, of course, but Listening to what she had to share and what she had the courage to share and the courage to face what she went through. I thought that was beautiful and I didn't want the difficulty that made me hard to listen to, you know, take away from her story. So it's my hope that you listen to the podcast and you can just skip right through when I'm talking. You can just listen to Brandy and the things that she says and the things she shares and talks about and give her the respect that she is due as a guest who again is brave enough to share some pretty some pretty horrific events in her life as well as some better ones you know they i don't want to get too poetic about it but she certainly experienced her fair share of hardships in the service but she persevered and she's had a couple of things go very right that she shares. And I think that's amazing. And I love listening to her. And I hope you will too. Just please bear with me as I continue to grow and learn and try to put forth a quality product to help support our veterans and to help entertain you, the public, and keep spreading the word and keep supporting our country's heroes. So, again, bear with me, but Brandy gives us some gold, so I think it's worth it. Thank you. Hello, this is Joey Verhalen, the host of Voices of America's Veterans. Uh, I do have a guest on the other line, but I'm going to apologize. We're experiencing a technical difficulty, but we both decided to go ahead and forge through it and sit down and talk with each other and Hopefully, it's something you can still enjoy and still take something away, but for right now, I'm going to turn it over to my guest, uh, one of my favorite people. I have Brandy on the other line. Brandy, uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself?
1: Uh, Hey there. Uh, My name is Brandy Pat. I am a retired uh, U.S. Air Force Staff Sergeant and a single mom, and I live in Texas, and I just competed in 2020 Miss Veteran America competition.
0: Awesome. You know, I've, I have spoke to a couple other people that were involved with the Miss Veteran America. Um, but if you can just real briefly, um, what 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 drew you to that, and why why was that something you cho- you chose to get involved in?
1: Um, it was something that I was really inspired uh, by when I saw a documentary on an Amazon um, video. It was actually called Serve Like a Girl, and it struck me very deeply because I'm a disabled veteran myself. And I saw women that were amputees and uh, women that had to overcome a lot to significantly um, compete. And um, I was really uh, challenged and I wanted to do that. And I love that they help homeless women veterans and their children. And it was something that as being a single parent myself, I could identify with um, being some of the situations that um, women can find themselves in. And so for me, it was something that, I wanted to really push myself to see if I could complete and uh, make it to finals, and then I was uh, fortunate enough to do so.
0: And yeah, that's, yeah, you know, that's beautiful to hear that you were able to participate in the, in that, and you know, hopefully, bring a little bit more awareness to that. Um, you know, like I said, I have talked to a couple other the contestants, and uh, I I want to I want to make sure I say this correctly. So maybe if if not, you know, please, you know, jump in. But uh, female veterans are the fastest growing po- uh, homeless population among the veteran community. Is that correct? Did I say that right? Yep, you said it correct.
1: Very good. Okay.
0: So yeah, uh, that's definitely something worth supporting, and you know, a- any way we can support our fellow veterans, and you know, that that was something I learned, and that's. That's, that's something that society should be very concerned with, you know, the hopeless, homeless population, but, you know, these are people that have answered the call to serve, and they're homeless, so I think that's unacceptable, and you're actively trying to combat that.
1: Absolutely. Um, I was very surprised to learn um, that women veterans are two to three times more likely to be homeless than their male counterparts. That, to me, just blew me away. Um, I really thought that that would be something that it would have not be that way. Um, But I'm very happy that this organization is so proactive in really promoting, um, giving us uh, women uh, the tools uh, to really try to make ourselves better advocates and help our sisters in arms. And that was something that I really liked that we were able to do. We actually, as a cohort, were able to raise $114,000 dollars for homeless women veterans and uh, their children at, to Final Salute. And I was very thankful that we were able to do that during our run.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that. That Final Salute is the organization that's in charge or coordinates that Miss Veteran America, correct?
1: Yep. The, um, what Miss Veteran America does is the competition itself is um, like a very uh, great way to raise funds for that organization. It's one of their largest fundraisers through the year. Um, So basically what we were able to raise, um, it really goes directly to those houses um, and it helps them for the next year. So especially this year, um, being a very difficult year uh, for many, you know, I want to make sure that we can help our veterans as much as absolutely possible, um, especially in the winter months.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now you did not... You did not win the competition, so to speak, but it's my understanding that you did get recognized during that. Is that correct? Yes,
1: I did. Um, actually, the wonderful Miss Marianne uh, was the winner, Miss uh, Marianne Hodling. Uh and um, I was very fortunate enough to uh, win an award as well. They do have awards that are given away throughout the evening um, for Miss Veteran America, and um, I won the 2020 Hot Mama of the Year. <laughs>
0: Uh yeah, you know, that it, it makes me chuckle to hear that but I mean again it's certainly a good cause and you know if it's something that motivates you or you know gives you that recognition you know I'm I'm all in support of that so I, I'm laughing but please don't take that no it, a, it, it sounds the, the
1: name is a, a bit um not necessarily uh, as descriptive as what the award is because the actual different awards are are for different things so you have to put yourself in and so for me okay. i didn't think i had a chance not at all um because of the fact um, uh, i had lost so much weight in the last year i was uh, inspired to just apply i had lost uh, 80 pounds in the last uh, 12 months um and so when i did that um i had wrote a bunch of things about um being very uh proactive in physical therapy and things like that and um, you really, it's for the women uh, that really kind of go above beyond and they do things uh, in their personal lives as well. And so for me to have won that, uh, I, I mean, there's so many phenomenal women that competed and, um, and everybody does uh, so many different things. So uh, there's not really one type of us. If you look at all of us, I'm sure you can probably notice now that all of us are a little different that yeah, you probably interviewed and it's kind of amazing. And, um, so yeah, I was very, very surprised when my mom told me, I actually didn't believe her.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, there's, there was a couple of different things to unpack there. So, I mean, yeah, if I, if I start to get too personal or too out of, too out of bounds, you know, please, you know, let me know. But yeah, I mean, first off, you know, 80 pounds in 12 months. I mean, that's, that's an amazing accomplishment. I mean, I've struggled with my weight since I've been out, but uh, me too. You talked about, yeah, you, you, you've talked about briefly about being a disabled vet. So, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing that that certainly did not help the weight loss, but you, you, you persevered through that.
1: Yeah, actually it was then, my biggest challenge. Um, because I have a foot drop. I almost lost both legs, my right arm. When I was in England, I had arterial blood thoughts that went untreated for six weeks, um, because I was told I was, just making it up and I should run a PT test instead. And so um, because of that, um, when everything happened, it made it very difficult to be very rigorous um, really physically because I had 17% circulation in my lower legs. And it got maybe to like the mid eighties over time, Um, but that's probably like optimistic at this point. Um, So for me, um, being very physically active um, was quite painful. And so I had to uh, really uh, pick and choose and uh, take advantage of a lot of things that were happening during COVID. Um, A lot of the free physical training uh, programs that were on like YouTube and um, like some uh, gyms were doing some free virtual trainings like via zoom and um, just really being proactive, especially after like the gym at uh, the place I work um, closed because of COVID. Um, So, you know, all the single moms understand the trying to optimize time on their lunch. <laughs> it was the one that was in right. the, the building itself just because it's uh, easier when the kids are in daycare. Right. But um, it was, uh, it was definitely a challenge. Um, it, it was uh, something I needed to do because um, I was falling a lot more, especially. Um, so I really wanted to be uh, proactive as far as um, trying to be a better example for my daughter, just because I gained about hundred pounds after uh, I was air back and retired. So, I mean that weight you, we don't realize it as veterans, but it adds to all everything that we already are carrying from our service. I feel cool.
0: yeah, absolutely now uh, I, I mean I'll just I, I like to say I'll, I'll hammer that in just a little bit, you know, so twelve months, I mean the vast majority of that is when things have been locked down, so I mean this was this was pretty much entirely on you, you know, there wasn't really a lot of support you know a lot of people for weight loss like that you know there's normally going to be some kind of personal trainer or you know professional grade equipment involved but this was entirely on you you didn't have that available to you
1: hey, yeah uh, largely um, I, I think I had a few virtual uh, personal training appointments <laughs> that I took advantage of but no uh, it was very much uh, I had to be very um, like scheduled and it's hard to do right now because it feels like kind of like Groundhog Day at your house sometimes, uh, at times during quarantine. I don't know if anyone else feels that way. But, uh, uh,
0: I, I think we all do to some degree. So it's
1: track of time, <laughs> but making a schedule t- definitely helped me quite a bit.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, that's again, you know, I, I, I don't want to harp on to it, so we'll move on here in just a moment, but, you know, for, for, for that accomplishment alone, you know, I mean, you definitely have my respect and you know, I'm sure it's something that you're very proud of, and it's it's definitely right for you to take pride in yeah, that.
1: Uh, it's, yeah, it's definitely surreal. I'm uh, kind of still surprised <laughs> myself. <laughs> okay.
0: So now it's kind of, we're kind of doing this a little bit in reverse because we're talking about your activities as a veteran, and then you mentioned that this, that your physical problems happened while you are active duty. Did I yep. understand that right? Um,
1: I actually um, almost lost both legs in my right arm.
0: Okay. And you said and you were, you were Air yep, Force? Correct? I was Air
1: Force medic. I was stationed in Lakenheath. And um, I actually was told that I most likely wouldn't make it back to the States. Um, had I not had the British uh, surgeons that I had, I would not be here to tell you the story today.
0: Wow. So... I mean, what, what was it that, how how did you first notice there was a problem? Um,
1: So basically I had like this sharp, sharp shooting pain and um, in my leg, it felt like I had an iron band in my leg and um, I couldn't even walk like a hundred feet. And for me, I wasn't like the best runner, but I was. Still pretty active all the time because I wasn't the fastest runner either. So I always had to, you know, go in the gym. I couldn't do, you know, just a little bit before PT test time. And um, so right. for me, it kept getting worse. And um, I had to, they insisted I run my PT test and it got worse. And my leg turned purple and was freezing cold. And then the next uh, leg did the same. And I saw a rheumatologist that was in England. And they told the rheumatologist uh, that they didn't have to follow his recommendations of me getting an angiogram and they encouraged me to do PT every day. Um, even when I couldn't feel my legs anymore. And so they, they told me that I needed to, um, go on the bike, wipe I'd fall off the bike. Cause I couldn't feel my feet. Um, and so I was, I was either going between having, uh, searing pain and uh, no pain because I couldn't feel my legs. And, um, I got to the point where I could maybe walk about 50 feet. And then I was propelling myself around the office with office furniture because I couldn't actually walk it. And um, when I saw, I just basically uh, checked myself into a British hospital. Uh, They took one look at me and they said, you need surgery. And that turned out being six surgeries and a skin graft. And um, after that, at that point, I had a wound vaccine for me from Balad but they didn't really teach the British doctors how to use it uh, super great. So they didn't tell him I needed to be unconscious when they changed the sponge. That was a bit painful. Um, But um, when I uh, was air back, back to Lackland at that point, um, because I was uh, not injured in Afghanistan, I was injured in England. I was treated basically like I did it to myself. So um, every people, I guess every people would uh, call me a disgrace or spit on me uh, because I had to wear Birkenstock shoes with my uniform. Um, yeah. Imagine that because I had such poor circulation. I couldn't wear boots or sneakers or anything. Um, and the Birkenstock, shoe was quite literally the only shoe I could wear. And I could only wear them for about three hours before I'd swell out of them. And so um, when I finally retired, um, then at that point I was, uh, I had, I got pretty angry, um, I guess about what happened. And I went to a dark place and I lost, I gained about hundred pounds. And then at that point, um, that's when um, I get, I guess I hit that one, that I guess that thought where you think, um, I don't want to be like this forever. Um, I don't want to be that example for, you know, my daughter to think, you know, that that's okay. And I want to get better with my health. And so for me, I, you know, really became focused on that. You know, what if I spent one year treating, you know, making myself the best person I can be, like a full-time job or part-time job, at least. And so really, it's where it started.
0: Okay, so to to be perfectly clear, I mean, I, I think you explained it pretty well, but your active duty military, uh, active duty air force. Yes. And you have a legitimate medical concern and you are, your treatment is you are being told, push through it. You're faking. There's nothing wrong with you. You're basically just told to get back to work. And and then the I'm I'm having, I, it's sad to say that I hear stories like this now that I'm talking to veterans again, but it's still, if you'll pardon me for saying it, it still pisses me off that, you know, that human beings get treated this way, but, you know, we're not just human beings, we're people serving our country, but kind of the low point for this was at one point you, you quite possibly could have died. From yeah, this. I was told
1: I had about two days left. Um, They said my organs and systems were starting to shut down by the time I got there. Um, And they said, quite literally, had I not walked in there, I would have been uh, no longer in the land of the living. I was considered uh, very critically injured when they classified me. um, And the Fisher House still refused to take me. They said I wasn't injured in Afghanistan. Or downrange, I just wasn't the same uh, priority scale.
0: Okay, so you were, so it's fair to say there's a level of care and a level of benefits that you were denied because it it wasn't a combat injury. I mean, that's, that's terrible. I mean, I don't, I don't quite know what to say to that. I mean, the, the, the only thing that I can say is that. I am glad to be sitting here talking to you, hearing the story, and hopefully, you know, you know, hopefully somebody hears you and they they become motivated. But if nothing else, somebody hears this story and they realize that you know, as service members, we don't have everything just handed to us. Very much. That you know, I mean, yeah, we get, we do get health care. But like, it, it, I mean, look, look at what it got in your case. I mean, that healthcare for, or whatever you want to call that. That's not really health care. But that what you were given, I mean, that almost killed you. I, I, I'm sorry, I sorry, I need a moment. Do You know, I just... had a,
1: a military doc uh, that actually came to the British Hospital to convince me to go back because he saw my surgery that he thought I needed once downrange and he felt reasonably sure he could do it again himself and i had the queen of england's personal vascular surgeon training me
0: well i mean
1: he stayed at a holiday next rest last night i guess i don't know (laughs) and he said i was being uh, disrespectful to my husband because i i wanted to stay because he had to drive 30 minutes to see me in the hospital
0: I would have some choice words for somebody that approached me in that fashion. I would so just say I. that. So did I.
1: He made sure to write it in my medical record. Yeah. Well. <laughs> they actually had to uh, put I, my medical records at, under lock and key because so many people kept coming from the hospital to randomly read my chart that uh, they kept losing copies.
0: That was a so, such uh, show, very much. I mean I, I unpack what you just said a little bit. I mean normally normally your medical records are something very private. Like if you're a civilian it takes a warrant or you know, some, some kind of emergency situation. People can't just walk up and look at your medical records. But here you are as a service member who's already been denied health care who you you I mean I mean, let's just say you were treated so badly, it almost cost you your life. And now you have everybody's attention, but it's not even, it's obvious that your care is not the priority or you wouldn't be in that situation. I mean, this just absolutely floors me to hear. Mm, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry if we
1: didn't tell you so much. go. So
0: well, I mean, no, this definitely – I feel like this is something that definitely needs to be shared because, like I said, you know, I mean, I, I don't want to, you know, try to single anybody out. But there are groups of people that look at service members and look at veterans and, well, you know, they're just doing it for the health care or they're just doing it for this. I'm pretty sure nothing you got – well, I, mean, I just, just listening to what you're saying, nothing that you received in the military or since then could compensate you for what you went through and the way you were treated. There's, there's, there's no excuse for that, and there's no way to – in my humble opinion, there's no kind of reparations to compensate you for what you were, went through. But that that's that's just me. I mean, yes, I'm a veteran, so my opinion is biased. But I'm pretty sure any reasonable person sitting here listening to this would agree. I'd be
1: happy if, as long as I can prevent someone else from walking those shoes, and which is why I really work with Final Salute, and I ran uh, for Miss Veteran America was because of that. Um, to show other uh, maybe other women or other service members in general, you know, you can have really really terrible things happen to you and you can be in a lot of pain for a very long time but you can still do whatever you want to do if you are driven enough like you can really do amazing things if you steal yourself sometimes the way you did in the military and I think some of us um not saying all of us, because some of us are like amazing outside of the military but you can take a step back sometimes and not be that as driven as we maybe once were I think that's in general, um, in different periods of your life, but I mean, for me, it was an experiment and I'm still kind of amazed by the results really.
0: I mean, I I love how you just, you tied it back, you know, you're, I mean, I, I really hope that your experience and your sharing, you know, here and, you know, through final Suit. I really hope it does reach somebody. I mean, I think that's a beautiful thing. And I think for sharing and persevering through what you did, I mean, you know, yeah, you definitely showed somebody it can be done. I really do hope that somebody learns from your experience and gains strength from that. But right. I mean, I'm, you know, I, I thought I was ready sitting down to hear this, but I'm pretty I'm pretty heated. It's a standard military, <laughs> so, <a>
1: veteran reaction.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I, I
1: my sister is army and she tells she has a, like human, a description for what happened. It's like pretty long. It's pretty entertaining. <laughs> uh,
0: well, I mean, I just you know, if I, again, I know it happens and there's no excuse for it, but if, just as a human being, so I mean the way the way the way I would describe this you know, in fifty words or less, you were a service member, so you're wearing the uniform. You became ill and you were literally dying and you could not get help. You had to go outside of the military. you li- I mean, you know granted, it's because of where you were stationed, but you literally had to go to another country. To get the help. That well, you I
1: mean, I was stationed in that
0: country, but yes. <laughs> right. I, I mean, you know, the the uh, that that American soil, that American base, you know, they could have helped you, yes. and they didn't. And then, you know, here you are, you know, in your continuing recovery for that. You know, you talk about gaining weight and then losing it, which yeah, we we all agree these are less than optimal conditions but you did that and that is amazing so i mean brandy pett you are definitely you are definitely one of my heroes i i can't tell you how much i love hearing this and like i said you know i've already said it but i'll say it again you know just i love being able to sit here and talk to you and listen to you right now so thank thank you so much for sharing with me
1: thank you for listening um i always feel a little uncomfortable when another military veteran says I'm the hero because there's so many amazing heroes in the military. I don't know if I count as one of them, but at least I'm entertaining.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well well I I, will I I will say with one hundred percent seriousness that yes there are other heroes and there's people doing amazing things every day. But none of that changes that i mean I, I i i'm kind of stuck on that i mean you were literally dying and not being treated and you know here you are overcoming that and here you are taking time out of your day as a single mom to talk to me and share with me i mean again just because of whatever is going on downrange or wherever that doesn't change that what you've done and what you've accomplished is pretty amazing and then again to have that love in your heart to support you know final salute through Miss Veteran America and then the patience and the and the respect and the time that you're giving me now I mean I, I think it's amazing you you know thank you so much
1: well uh, uh, like I said I, I really appreciate you taking the time to interview me and um, I'm, I like that um you're doing this for the veteran community just because of the fact that I think right now it's like the best time for us to all, you know, group together and hear each other's stories and, you know, and comment and, and, you know, kind of just be around each other and be present with each other. And I think we tend to all kind of um, not be so grouped together, I guess, after we get out, than when we're in, right? So it's kind of nice to have that veteran community and um, I'm glad that you're putting those stories out there.
0: Well, I'm I'm doing my best um, you know, for my part right now, I'm sad that whatever's going on is affecting the quality of this uh, i I think your side sounds fine, so your story is gonna get out there, and if they just want to tune me out, they're more than welcome yeah. to <laughs> but i i I don't know i mean you said you said a lot. In a yeah, short amount of time. there's
1: so much more that happened oh.
0: <laughs> well i mean do you do you want to unpack that or uh, if you don't i will extend an open invitation right now if you're ever bored if you ever want to share if you just want to talk to me i we don't have to we don't have to record it you know you're i, I will always make time for my fellow veterans and so i' i'll, I'll say right here to the the small limited audience that i have so far but you know i will I will open myself up to you whenever you need me or whenever okay, you want to yeah. sit down and talk.
1: Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's um I'm actually kind of amazed uh, how you know how sometimes uh, things kind of move around like like in a full circle. And that's kind of uh, sort of what's happened with um uh, my retirement from the military to now. Um it's kind of surprising uh, how uh, these women like we all got very close, the cohort of us, the finalists. When I was retired, I was denied my flag. They um, told me that uh, basically disgraces don't get flags. Like you weren't, you didn't deserve it. You weren't in twenty, and you know, basically the person that was my uh, proffer was actually my drill instructor. Um, I had uh, run across him when I had got my retirement orders. And so I said, well, would you please do the honor of retiring me? And when he went to get my flag, they laughed him out of the honor guard. So I didn't actually have a flag or medal, um, which I earned. And my commander, I actually had, uh, he was, uh, rotated back, uh, with me to Lackland because I went from RAF Lake and Heath, which is a British, um, soil, uh, base that they allow the Americans to use. And, um. I went to Lackland and then at that point, my commander had rotated back a few months before me. And they didn't actually know where I was um, because they, uh, when I was uh, dropped off uh, or air backed, uh, they said, uh, well, she's going to billeting." Well, I couldn't stay in billeting, And um, after I did that, um, I, had, uh, uh, I couldn't stay there because it was so full of mildew. And they lost track of me for about four or five months or no, it was about four months. They said, uh, we'll call you when we're ready. Just go to your appointments. Well, they didn't know, uh, that I was uh, gone or I wasn't there. And so my, my old commander was calling them and asking them where I was because he wanted to know if I was still alive, I'd made the air back. Well, um, he had uh, endorsed my battle, but because he was my commander, um, then and not when I was actually air he couldn't sign it. Well, they uh, denied my medal as well. And when I um, met these amazing women, um, they found out about my uh, flag uh, whole dilemma that I didn't have a flag because I have this uh, very large shadow box that was uh, empty and I'd been hiding in my closet for about 12 years. And so they were insistent that I take it out of my closet and hang it up and uh, they actually, um, I think two of them, they're sending me flags. It's kind of amazing. And I never imagined I would ever have a flag. And um, I just thought it was kind of something that you would get through the your military service. But these women, I mean, just it was just amazing. Like, they didn't owe me that. And, you know, they didn't have to even, you know inquire about it it was just something that you know they had to correct in it, it was just something I wanted to share I thought
0: that was pretty awesome that, I mean that that is pretty awesome you know that is definitely a debt that you were owed and the, those women you know I mean I'm hearing the story for the first time but I that, that that's amazing that they would have the love in their heart to pay that debt for you
1: yeah no Pretty amazing.
0: I. That that is. I mean, I mean, I I hate to say that is a. That is a high point because. That definitely came out of a situation where you were disrespected even further but for you to have that and to have that recognition and to have that closure, I mean, that's, mm-hmm. you said that's amazing. I mean, I can't, I I can't think of any way that I could possibly top that or add on to that. So I will turn it over to you. Is there anything else that you would like to um, say or a- anything else you'd like uh, to share before we wrap this up? That
1: maybe have those, um, those mental health uh, demons or they, you know, think that all they have is medication that the VA will offer them. There's a lot out there that there's uh, maybe not advertised that are there for veterans, you know, be proactive in your care and look at what the VA offers, you know, in all its aspects, you know, look at alternative therapies, you know, just we're our own best advocates, you know, look out for just, um, opportunities to just make yourself better you know and there's nothing wrong with getting treatment for mental health issues don't let anybody tell you different
0: brandy pet everybody
1: thank you so I much love it. thank you so thank much for having ma'am.
0: Me. i again you have an open invitation i will probably be okay. getting thank in touch you with so you much. in have the near day. future <laughs> Thank you. You too, ma'am. To all of America's veterans, someone is always listening. You are never alone, and you are
1: never forgotten.